Welcome to the Brave New Energy podcast with Brown Rudnick. I'm Jimmy Morrissey. And I'm Kyle Johnson. And we are doing a limited series of episodes in the run-up to the inaugural Venture Clash Climate Edition being held in New Haven, Connecticut on October 27th. We're speaking with some of the pitching companies that are powering the clean tech revolution. Each of the companies have fascinating technologies and inspiring leaders. We are excited to bring these changemakers to our audience. Joining us today is Jonathan Lammer, CEO and co-founder of Moduli, French-Canadian and now located in Birmingham, Alabama. Jonathan is an ADHD and ASD self-made entrepreneur who has accumulated more than five business launches and a cumulative 18 years of entrepreneurial experience. He is known to be a high-performance executor focused on action, strategic risk-taking, and results. Over the past 10 years, Jonathan launched and commercialized over 12 different electronic products, raised millions of dollars in funding, built a strong go-to-market and commercialization expertise. His passion for technology, clean tech, industry, and startup have led him to launch Moduli. Jonathan, thank you for joining us today. Hey, it's a pleasure. Happy to be here. With all founders, we like to start at the beginning. So can you tell us about Moduli and, and what led you to start it? Yeah, basically Moduli help any type of residential and commercial users to reduce their energy consumption, peak demand carbon footprint, and also we can provide an energy backup in case of parkages. And I think what motivates us to start Moduli is the current crisis in the energy field. And we have feel that we have a huge gap to cover in that unserved market right now too. So a lot of customers cannot have access to that type of technology. And one point that I think Moduli can address is to give that access to everybody with our concept to be able to customize everything from the beginning to the end of the product. So tell us a little bit about the product. Let's start with the home product, the consumer product. It's a battery storage solution. Is that correct? We have the energy storage solution, a modular technology. It's a plug and play. So we don't need to connect nothing to your main panel. So we remove all complexity of installation. Uh, it's like plugging your smart TV in your wall. We use your wall outlet. So it's pretty simple. Everybody can do this in less than five minutes. But also we have two different software. So that is the battery. So it's the physical part that you can see easily when you hit our website. But the other side, we use artificial intelligence. We optimize your consumption based on your habits. But the other side, what we do, we optimize also smart devices, thermostat, EV chargers, and solar. So our target is energy efficiency, not just battery storage. Does the battery and the energy efficiency program, do they work in conjunction with each other? Or are they separate and can be used separately? You can just use the batteries. You can just use the smart IUT control if you want, and you can combine everything. But you can see this in two levels. We have one level is the users, so residential and commercial users. And the other side, we have a second platform that we use with power utilities or other big commercial. So what that platform does is to control and turn in any type of houses into a virtual power plant. So as a consumer, I can take control of my own house, my own energy. So now I have full control and visibility of what I'm doing, but also I can work with my utilities to improve my result. And the other side, we help the power utilities to reach their target. Because I don't know if you know how I would say at that time in the market right now, it's pretty crazy. Power utilities averaged their own energy limitation many years ago. And now they try to find a solution to reduce their peak demand, for example, and what we call DER. So that platform combined that solution for the customers. So we, we, we fill the gap between both. One of the ways that it is working, is it like identifying phantom loads and that type of power drain in someone's house and then providing the consumer, the homeowner, or the occupant the ability to terminate those draws of power? 
I would say the first things we do is managing the peak hours. So every time you have a peak demand in your day, the system is built to avoid that. And the other side, yes, you can use the system as resiliency product if you have the storage at home. So what we do is that now you can do this by yourself and make sure that you can automate everything. So you don't need to think about that. The system will do it for you. So when you set up your own system with Modgly, you will put your own preference or potentially join a program with your power utilities. Once it's done, now the system will think for you. So that makes sense. So instead of drawing from the grid during peak times, you're going to draw off of the battery. Exactly. So we, the system will push back energy through your outlet to slow down your consumption during that period. So when the batteries start to be empty, now you can recharge off peak too. So you don't want to create like a second peak, but you don't want to pay too much to, to recharge your battery. So the system will know that and make sure that you never create a second peak in the same day. And at the same time, if you have solar, you can use the solar to recharge your batteries. So you don't pay for that recharge too. So just practically speaking, from a consumer's perspective, let's say that the battery unit is in my living room or in my, you know, a utility closet or something like that. Am I able to draw from the battery anywhere in the house, given that it's sort of a plug and play situation is not directly connected to the circuit? Yes, exactly. You can push back through your entire house circuit, not just like one. So we go back on all houses. When a power goes out, we stop feeding your circuit during that period to protect the grid. If you don't have our smart energy adapter. At that level, what you can do is use and directly plug some device or some extension cable directly to module to reach your resiliency or power up your house during that period. Or if you want to continue pushing back energy to the entire house, you will need to use the energy adapter of module. That one will be connected to as an atom breaker panel directly. And that one will isolate circuit that you, are, you, you want to isolate to make sure you can continue having energy during that time too. When you reach your first peak hours of the day, Mozzie will push back energy during that period from the batteries itself. So that will slow down your energy consumption. So that is a one thing we do with the batteries. But we can also achieve that target just by managing well your, your thermostat, EV chargers too. So we can slow down this with the software. On the battery perspective, when it's time to recharge, you will recharge potentially off peak or when you're ready slow. The other side is the power goes out. Now, because you are not connected to the main panel, we cannot feed your circuit because you don't have any power in your home. So we stop pushing back energy during that time, but you can continue doing it if you have the smart adapter that allow you to push back energy to your entire house during that power stages, for example. That adapter, is the adapter on the main panel? Exactly. What's the install of the adapter like? Is it a, is it cumbersome or is it would the average consumer need an electrician to help them out with that? Yes, I think that would be required to have an electrician. By the way, it's under development right now. It's something that we release in Q2 next year. That's very helpful to understand. Thinking about the electric industry as a whole, what are some of the challenges that you've faced bringing this product into the ecosystem? Uh, sure, it's a busy market. So a lot of brand, a lot of new technology in that market. Everybody wants to solve that problem, right? So everybody wants to reach the net zero carbon emission. For sure, utilities are a little bit slow sometimes, but I think now they are really ready to change and make some adoption. We can fit it with our own current customers or partners we have. But I would say that the adoption of the tech is something that is not all the time easy. And to separate yourself from others because you, you start mentioning the batteries itself. But because we have batteries, people don't necessarily see the other side of the technology that accumulate two different software on our side. So in all the time we say that we are 70% software and just 30% hardware. 
but what people see is what is physical, right? So I think sometimes it's hard to catch this attention to see the power of the software behind. And I think also on the market is you have a huge brand. You have Tesla Powerwall that exists over 10 years right now and other like Solman, pretty great product. But I think where the, the market go right now, many things would change. And we see a really good competitor coming in the market that people don't necessarily see it right now. So you need to work. You need to resolve a huge problem. You need to have a really huge value proposition to hit that market. It's not just about the team. It's not just about the traction you have. It's not just about the size of company you are. You really need to solve a huge problem right now. If you don't have this, it's really hard to survive in that market right now. So you mentioned the Tesla Powerwall, which is sort of the obvious competitor, at least for the average consumer. What's your elevator pitch to someone to differentiate your product from the Powerwall? Yeah, it's a good question. I really like Powerwall, by the way. I think we just do something different as we do. We target the market differently. We have different way to reach the goals they already reach. But if you buy a Tesla Powerwall, if you stay in New York City, for example, downtown New York, you would never buy a Tesla Powerwall to put in your condo. It's too big that they take too much space, potentially not allowed to connect that to your main panel there. Module would be a really good fit for that type of environment that Tesla cannot reach right now. The other side, we are really customizable. So you can start with small kit, you can build everything. One of our strengths right now, we build everything from scratch. We customize from the software, from the batteries, for everything. You can build what you, whatever you want based on your budget goals and the type of environment you have. So I think it's where we separate ourselves from Tesla because they are mostly oriented on battery stuff right now. Then the software, the other side, you have a huge software too, but the angle we have is completely different. And is that how you intend to scale Moduli with a focus on your software or licensing the IP associated with the software? We already have uh, something going on with the, what we call our smart interface right now. That is the second software we have so we can play with it. We can integrate other partner. We already have some partnership in negotiation right now to integrate other device. I would not mention that right now because it's not signed, in, but we, we already work to integrate other brand on that platform. So that will allow us to work with some indirect competitor or direct competitor to that platform. And that can be like a second product or company inside of the module itself. And that we see a huge potential of growth on the software side and just the hardware side. And I think sometimes it's some discussion we have the, with investors too, because they see hardware. They don't necessarily see the business model with the software side only. But over time, we know that we have two streams of revenue with Moduli the hardware and the software side, and we can completely separate both. So we can have like a team focusing on just one side and a team focusing on the other side of the product. Jonathan, you've announced some exciting partnerships with Georgia Power, Alabama Power, a few other partnerships. Can you talk a bit about those and what that relationship looks like? Yeah, for sure. We go through Techstar Energy Tech program a year ago in Birmingham, Alabama is where I have moved here. And they invite us, Alabama Power support this Techstar Energy Tech program. And during a few months, we work closely with them, with their energy team and innovation team too. So we learned, I would say really quickly, how the market work and how we can separate ourselves in that market and where to focus on. I think that they help us a lot to grow on the utility side. And now we fit it because we have a lot, a lot of traction on the utility side. What was not expected at the beginning? But when we launched Moduli at the beginning, our target was residential and commercial users. But now we have also the utilities that coming in top of that. 
now we have a project going on also with Georgia Power. So we start from a small deployment with them. And if everything goes well, in the next two to three years, we can talk about to scale something with them. And during that work we do with both, it's mostly demand response program testing. So what we talked at the beginning, like pushing back energy through the battery to slow down the energy consumption during the peak hours. So it's a big part of what we do with them right now. And is the way the partnership works is that the utilities are pushing this software out to their customers? They have the batteries and software on the user side, and they use the platform we have on the other side to communicate with the system the customer have on their own house. So they can play with the batteries, with the thermostat and other components we have. And the customer don't need necessarily to do something because they automate everything with the platform. But basically, yes, they will. They have a group of users, different type of profile of user too, different size of batteries or different system. And from there, they will make their demand response program. And do you think that the eventual model will be that the utilities will offer like rebates or different pricing like they do for other energy efficiency products? Yeah, for sure. But at that time, what they have done is to buy the system, give the system to the customer for the moment. And uh, the, it's part of the incentive of, of the customer for sure. But in the future, they need to split. We have a project going on in Canada that will start soon and will be a different model. We split on the profit we, we save. So that means if we save $100 to the customers, we split between the customers, the utilities, and us. So that is really a good business model for us in the future and for now too. But it's something that can grow pretty faster because everybody slow down their risk, right? Utilities want to manage their risk. As company, you want to manage your risk. But a customer too... Why would I buy a huge system for $10,000 and just got $2,000 if I can get more because I'm working with you guys? I would say is behind that is the new, new way that people do business right now. And not just us. We see this a little bit everywhere. Other startups create that type of model that we can say energy as a service. So now you're not necessarily pay something per month or you can have a gain each month because you participate on something. Jonathan, I'm curious about how quickly a consumer can get return on their investment. You know, so if they were to buy a 2.5 kilowatt hour unit, how soon do you guys estimate it would be for them to start seeing the savings? Yeah, that is a tricky question because when we buy a car, we don't expect to have an ROI, right? I buy a new couch, I don't expect to have an ROI. But the moment you talk about buying batteries or solar, everybody starts talking about the ROI. But I always say that if we have like an average amount of time, that can be really variable from consumer to consumer. And why? Because depending on the rates you pay, where you live, do you stay in California versus New York? Do you stay in Canada? Do you have a house? Do you have an apartment? What type of system you have? Do you have uh, batteries? Do you have thermostat? Do you have EV chargers? Do you have solar? All these components will change the Hawaii for customer too. That can be between five to 15 years, depend what is your previous investment versus what you can save per month. So but it's a really, really tricky question. Uh, and I think if you take a look on any type of uh, competitor, nobody can give you a straight line answer of that. And I would say other things that can affect your, your ROI would be the weather. <laughs> what type of weather you have? Do you have storm coming? Do you have snow? So all these things would change uh, on, uh, customer to customers. Well, yeah, and certainly if if someone takes advantage of the of the battery backup in the event of a power outage, that significantly changes the personal return on investment. I'm I'm assuming. I would say the why you buy would change your perspective on why you expect to have for sure. Exactly. 
Yep, exactly. Is there anything in particular you're excited about right now as a company? Anything you're you know looking forward to, or anything that you're uh, obviously you know you can't announce anything that's behind the curtain, but anything you're excited about right now? We're launching in December. So we expect in December, everybody can have access to the product, not just uh, our partners, so consumer side too. And I think we have some partnership in progress that I don't necessarily want to talk right now, but that would be public soon. Uh, some good partnership going on right now. And we are excited to be in Connecticut next week for Venture Clash. I think it's really good to be there. It's a really good event for uh, the Connecticut itself, but also for uh, the market. Yeah, absolutely. There's some really interesting companies that are going to be pitching and we're excited to meet you and your team. New companies always face challenges. What are some of the difficulties that you've encountered with Moduli and how you've overcome them? Uh, I would say for any type of startup, a huge problem we have is for us, we say that we have three most important pillars. So you have your product, you have your traction, and you have your runway. So you need to have money, you need to have a product and also traction. And that three components need to work in parallel and need to work together. The moment you have one, I would say, pillar that don't follow the other one, you're, for me, in trouble. And I think every startup will have that, what we call the chicken and eggs. <laughs> so you talk with your investor, they will ask you traction. The moment you got their traction, they will ask you to have a final product. And this, the other side, you talk with your customer, they said, you have a product running right now, you need to fight to get that traction, but at the same time, have enough money to continue operating your business, right? So it's like all the time that game and for us, it's all, all we manage that in parallel all the time. So when we push, sometimes we can realize that, hey, everything would change. Our priority would change tomorrow. Why? Because on one pillar that don't follow right now. So we change our focus and focusing on that pillar that is our, our weak pillars and to make sure that all the time we stay in parallel for that, that three pillars for us. Having started numerous businesses, what is one of the best pieces of advice that you were given on your journey? My failure. I think that helps you to identify what is your right skills versus your weaknesses. So where we're supposed to focus on. But for me, you need to burn your boat if you want to conquer the island. So the moment you have something that holds you back, you cannot progress. So you need to accept to burn that boat and push you in a situation that you, you don't have a choice to succeed and don't have a choice to move forward. If you continually, if you if all the time try to keep that in place, that that security or something else or something like that, you cannot progress. So for me, if I can fail faster, it's better for me. So I want to fail. I want to make mistake. I want to uh, feeling that I've not, I'm not right right now, but how I can be right, what I can do to reach my goals and move forward. And for me, is a the way I see things in business. Jonathan, you've described yourself as. ADHD and on the autism spectrum, how has that impacted your career? <laughs> it's funny things. If that's okay to ask. Yeah, yeah, I really like No, no, it's good. I think building relationship is not all the time easy because the way I'm thinking is hard. And you can ask my co-founder, they will let you know. I'm pretty straightforward. Sometimes I can say something to you and you, you potentially don't take it well, right? And the idea I can have are different. The way I do things is different. My learning process is different from others uh, that would take me more time to learn something. And you need to adjust yourself around that. So for me, I have implemented some routine that are really, really important for me to be performing and really stay high motivated, have high energy all the time. So that part have some weaknesses, but also have some strength. 
string that you need to focus on. And when I focus on that string of that, it's really helpful for me as business owner, right? And would you have any advice for other entrepreneurs that are dealing with similar circumstances? For me, everything is about you. So what that means is that you need to educate yourself. If you don't know you well, it's really hard to improve yourself. So you need to go faster to learn and find that weaknesses you can have. And I think too much people try to hide that. And with the mental health now, I think it's really important to say this out loud. To be ADHD is not like, it's not simple. And yeah, different degree of that. For me, I know that is really hard for me. So I need to work on that. So if you have that, don't be shy to talk about it and read. Educate yourself to find a way to use that as a strength, not as a weakness. And avoid to take drugs to compensate for that. Because the moment you do this, you're not necessarily connected with your own self. You cannot handle well your, your emotion. And for me, everything's about emotion too on that. So you need to have that balance between both. So No, absolutely. I think that that is so helpful. And I think that it's so important that so many business leaders celebrities, athletes are now saying in unison that the biggest thing for mental health is that people talk about it and say it out loud. So I think I think it's really helpful for you to do that as a business leader, to give other people that are thinking about starting businesses or just getting into the business community. It gives them the motivation and the idea that yes, I too can do it. So I think that's I think that's really helpful. My son I have the same as me. So for me, how I educate my son, for example, is to show by example, right? So if I expect that he will be able to overcome that in the future, I need to be able to talk about that and already have something in place that can help me so we can follow that path later, right? So Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. If you had 30 seconds with a major potential investor, what is your elevator pitch for Moduli? Moduli help any type of residential and commercial users to reduce their energy consumption, peak demand hours, and also provide an energy backup in case of power outages. Currently, I have a huge traction in North America, but also in Spain right now. And I think right now is the right timing to join our community. We are currently have opened a new round. So if you want to jump in, you can anytime reach out to us. It would be a pleasure to meet you and go in detail with that round. Phenomenal. We're so looking forward to seeing you in person next week at Venture Clash. We want to thank Jonathan for joining the podcast today. Thank you so much. Stay tuned for more exciting companies and entrepreneurs participating in Venture Clash Climate Edition. For more information about Moduli and the other participating companies that are powering the clean tech revolution, please visit VentureClash.com. If you'd like to discuss this episode or any other development or energy-related issue, our contact information can be found on BrownRudnick.com. 